Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. And we have arrived, episode 24, (laughs) and it's officially the league's best of NBA week, and we've got the absolute perfect guest to celebrate some of the great moments, as we are joined by NBA historian and author of From Hang Time to Prime Time, Pete Croato, I'm Miles Gray, and I'm Jack O'Brien, and this is Miles and Jack, I'm excellent opener. Yeah, yeah. You like Did you one? get the 24 reference? The <laughs> <laughs> and you, Jack Bauer. I know. Uh-huh. Jack O'Bauer in my the building. AKA. Yeah, there it is. should have known. What a show. Hey, speaking <laughs> of what a show, Pete, welcome to our show. Yes. Uh, the best, most informed NBA podcast. Mm-hmm. Well, a pleasure to be here. I, I didn't know I, I was expected to know uh, 24. I would have uh, caught up on uh, seasons like 3 through uh, 35. So, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that's when it gets that. really good. You can tell that's when it really starts showing that they're making it up as they go along. Yeah. Um, so I don't think the time's like, adding up second. exactly. Yeah. It took them seven hours really, to go across town. Hmm. Real soap opera writer's room vibes in some of the later seasons. Um, but that's but, not what I mean. We could do. I mean, look, if we want, what do you want to just change this to a 24? <laughs> a 24 show? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, episode 24, all about the show 24. <laughs> They never saw it coming. I can help you out for the first two seasons, and then that's right. it. I, I, I just you got I, out at the right time. I'll, oh, did I? I, I mean, I, I, it just got. I mean, from what I understand, it got better and better and better. You know, they, <laughs> but, but I don't know. Apparently, I'm, I'm, I'm not hit to the scene. So yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, real twenty four heads feel like it was season one and two were the peak. Oh, there are. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you know what it also did? It gave me an early tip tip off. When so the writers of that went on to write and like show run, um, home what, what was Homeland? what's the one 
Homeland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that makes and sense. And I saw the second they brought someone back from the dead, I was like, oh, this is, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is just going to, like, they're doing the same process where they write as they go along. Right. Um, so, anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, you got to taste of our for sponsoring podcast. our 24 <laughs> podcast. Um, so, your book, man, uh, yeah. from Hang Time it's to so Prime good. Time. So much Thank fun. You. Thank yeah. you so much for sending a copy. Oh, uh, please. With a handwritten yeah. note class act yes oh well you know uh, i appreciate I'm, you you know it's funny the book has been out for two years and my my handwriting is has gotten like five percent better so oh, oh really uh, that's better you honor yeah <laughs> damn man I'm, I'm um, no, I'm no, <laughs> i know i'm no i'm no longer writing them in my car while i drive so it's, it's right it's marked improvement so no um, happy to, yeah, happy to that was uh but i think uh i think uh jabari w- well set that up yeah um, yeah if, if i'm not mistaken so yeah you should thank producer jabari. Jabari, yes. one of the greats but yeah like you know the book is called you know the business entertainment and the birth of the modern day mm-hmm. mba and I think when Jack and I were talking about this, I'm like, there's an interesting moment that I figured that is very instructive to the NBA as we know it today. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I was saying earlier off mic, I was like, my consciousness begins in the stern era of the NBA. Yeah. So I knew as I was a kid, Showtime Lakers was like the biggest thing. I'm like five years mm-hmm. old. Mm-hmm. I, and going in, going on, I had no idea what the road was to even the modern NBA. And you talk about this moment in 1978 where... CBS was basically planning to get rid of the NBA. And I'm just curious if you can just kind of lay the sort of foundation, because I think it's a really interesting moment and one that we don't realize how, you know, this sport could have gone from like an afterthought to one of the most popular things. On the I planet. came so close to wearing golf spikes everywhere instead of Jordan's. You, know? <laughs> you still wear that weird hat with like the little fuzzy bowl thing on yeah. top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's I mean, cool. Coles would have been like the, uh, you know, like our foot lockers in our yeah, right, NBA right, store. Right. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that, I, look, I'm the same way. Like, I, I started getting into the NBA, like, in 1990, 1991, like, when Jordan was, like, just getting into his, his peak as a as a champion, and, and the myth was really starting to percolate. So I was like you, Miles. Like, I had no, as a kid, like, you're uh, being 13, 14, it's like, oh, this is how it's always been. Right. Um, and, yeah, like, it came, the NBA was, was nobody's first choice. And with CBS, like, they, yeah, CBS was, was legitimately on the brink of getting rid of the NBA because there was a new president, Frank Smith, who took over and he didn't want anything to do with the NBA. He felt it was a ratings killer. It felt he felt there was no traction there. So he had he had uh, he was talking with his uh, lieutenant, uh, Neil Pilsen, who later became the president of CBS Sports, saying that, you know, I, you know, we, we got to, you know, I know there's a handshake agreement with with Larry O'Brien, but like we we got to get rid of this. It's 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 holding us down. It's it's not doing anything because again, CBS sports at that time had just about everything, you know, until right. like the late eighties, it had basically every major sport. So Smith gives the bad news and, you know, O'Brien is just crestfallen. and doesn't understand what's happening. It's, it's, he's a gap because he was told that this was, the deal was in place. So mm-hmm. Stern goes to Neil Pilsen and says, Neil, can we talk outside for a minute? So Stern and Pilsen go outside and then David Stern just proceeds to just, simultaneously chastise and beg Neil Pilsen to put the NBA back on schedule because Stern knew that without a big three network deal, without that distribution of games, mm. the NBA was sunk. So Stern basically just got in Pilsen's face. It was begging him. It's like, please, you gotta, you, you, we have a deal. You, you, you're going to hurt me. You're going to hurt Larry. Just don't do this. So eventually Pilsen and Stern go back into the office and miraculously Pilsen was able to convince Frank Smith to 
Yeah. To say, made look, up you know, name, by yeah, the it way. does sound like a made up name. <laughs> um, Frank Smith. Yeah, Frank Smith. <laughs> now you're making that up. What's the guy's real it does, name? Yeah, it does. It does sound. I, I right. could be wrong because it's been two years since the book came out, but um, <laughs> no, I think you're right. Yeah. But so Pilsen says, look, you know, the NBA, isn't, we already have the deal. It's going to cost us money to lose the NBA. Let's just ride it out. And and we'll go for it, and that's how and that's that's how the NBA was able to stay on by like, yeah, by like a breath, and, right. that, and that just shows you how close the NBA was to just being an afterthought in, in in America's sports life, which seems bizarre, right? Considering we're entering in, you know, we're entering a season where it's going to be nonstop coverage for the next like nine months. The detail that got to me was that everybody was pushing for years, and finally got them to allow them to do pregame shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would give people context. And, yes, and right. uh, prior to that, it was just like <laughs> you just like turn on your TV and like the game starts, and there's people like just re- spouting off names you don't just really understand. Names too. And right, yeah, which reminded me of so you know when you're watching ESPN and suddenly like a X Games event starts and they're just spouting out and like aren't really explaining mm-hmm. anything and you're like oh that was a half pipe zero six ninety seven twenty wild niner <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly Sorry, did I catch a niner in there yeah oh, yeah I love that though Tommy boy um, yeah 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 you know that's the thing you know a lot of the things we take for granted especially with TV and presentation were birthed. In the seventies and eighties, the pregame show, the halftime show, right? You know, the fact that you have announcers that are actually giving depth to the game and providing, you know, insights and and not just you know, oh, there's a made basket by Scott Wedman from fifteen feet, right? So, right. It, it, so all these things that we just take for granted right now, like not only did they not exist, they didn't exist for a number of years, and they're only relatively recent inventions. And, and that's the one thing with this book that I, I think why it has a pretty good shelf life. I hope, knock on wood, because you know. I have uh, expenses like everybody else, but I, <laughs> but to me, I think the reason for this book and why I think people maybe find some uh, some use for it or, or, or enjoy it is because it's a reminder of how things were, and it's right. also a reminder that you know the game that there's that there are precedents and that they're easy to forget where we came from, especially with sports because everything moves so quickly now. Yeah, and it's and I think we we really get we really get an opportunity to say, well, how did this happen or what happened before or anything like that. So it's, it's, so yeah, I, I, I think this book is, um, you know, that's why I've been talking about this book for about two years now. So. Right. One thing that blew my mind was the money for the broadcasting rights. Mm-hmm. When you compare the dollars, can you just tell me, it was like 88 million for the NBA versus yeah. what for the, just kind of, so this was, it was crazy. Yeah. Right. So this is in what, 1982. And they're like, okay, this this is what it's going to cost for you to broadcast the NBA yeah, on television. Yeah, and it was also and it also was considered a lousy deal. And I and I think if I remember correctly from my research, it was either a minimal increase from the year before, or it was the same contract that was repeated. <laughs> That's how little credence the NBA had. Right. And meanwhile, the NFL at that time, amongst all of its network partners, was, was had like a billion dollar deal. And now you know, eight, eighty eight million is nothing. So again, these are all relatively recent adjustments. I mean. Even the NBA's foray into big time primetime television, that only really started in like 1990, 1991. So, yeah, it's just when you think about where the NBA started and what it is now, I mean, it's really incredible. By all accounts, the NBA really shouldn't be where it is today. But it's just, you know, it's it's David Stern and uh, 
a number of really hardworking employees and folks in television who made it made it happen. What are some of the wildest stories that you uncovered while kind of researching and interviewing for the book? Oh man, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that didn't make the book. And there were a couple of off the record comments and a couple of um, <laughs> yeah, anything illegal or anything. Just to throw <laughs> I, that out. I wish I tried. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the that's the goal. You try and find you know you try and find every you look under every nook and cranny and see what you can find. I mean. The wildest story to me, oh boy, I'm trying to think if there's a wild story. I mean, Miles brought it up with with the, with the Neil Pilsen, David Stern anecdote. That's something I never heard of, and that's yeah. something that just blows my mind. That like yeah. the, a major executive is begging for for television covers, like begging to be to be put on the air. That was a yeah. pretty good one. I'm trying to think. I mean, the one story that that I that comes to mind is with David Stern is Arlene Weltman, who was in the NBA offices for a number of years remembers that when David Stern would go on vacation, he would he would go on vacation, he'd come back and he would have legal pads just crammed with notes with ideas wow. for the league. Like he wow. never he never stopped. It, it's just, yeah, there are just all these little just nuggets that came out in the reporting. And, and in terms of wild, you know, it's funny, I'm gonna I'll probably at one point we'll review the notes and I'll find like five things I wish I'd put in. But like what's in the book I think mm. is pretty reflective of what I was able to find. But the thing that sticks out the most with the NBA is that it really was like a mom and pop store for so many years. And it yeah. was just like, okay, like you want a job? Great. You have a job. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was that easy. What to, do you do to... kid? I write ad copy. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah, with, with, with NBA entertainment, that's what it was. Like right. it was, it was like, Oh, like you were, you were an internet CNN. Come on in. Like, <laughs> Hey, like you, you, right. you, like I remember, there was one. I mean, more than a few people I talked to got the job through like a temp agency. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, crazy to me. Like oh, I, I, you know, it's like the temp agency jobs now are like oh yeah, you get to you get to work on you know you get to work on like a, on an assembly line or work in an office like in an office part. But like yeah, data yeah. entry, yeah. yeah, exactly. But here, like oh yeah, you want to be administrative assistant for the NBA? Like that's that's how one of of my sources I think got her job was like. Have agency, great. You have secretarial experience, awesome. Work for the NBA, right. crazy. Right. All right, well, let's take a quick break uh, to pick your brain even more because I have a few more questions. I know Jack and I have a few more questions, uh, and we'll be right back after this with Pete Croato. Did you ever play the over under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under thirty seconds? I know I did. If you have. And you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DK Hoops only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pig6.draftkings.com slash promos. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And we're back. Um, just even hearing like all these stories, right, Pete? I, it's like you realize too, you start off so small, but the one thing that is like the sort of uniting principle for all these people who are working on the league very early on is just passion. Yes. And dedication. Like mm-hmm. seems like people who are in a world of people are like the NBA, I don't know. And these people are like, no, 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 this is great. You got to watch it. Just give it a little more context. People are going to love it. And what they believed is clearly borne out in what we're witnessing today. Absolutely. Do you think like that was something that was unique and because of it, like it, it's starting at a place that was felt a little tenuous or unpredictable helped kind of build into this just sort of like pillar of culture that we have now? That's a great question. I, I absolutely think, yes, I think, I think the fact that you had so many people that were passionate about the NBA and also that were, that were passionate about what, about David Stern's vision for what the NBA could be where it could just be this entertainment with interlocking properties all working hand-in-hand to produce merchandise, television shows, and a game, stadium entertainment. Yeah, there absolutely was that passion, and, and David Stern was the, was the zealot of that. He was, he was the preacher saying, hey, this is what I want to do. This is what we can do. Join along with me for this ride. And it wasn't just with employees. It was also with, it was also with potential advertisers, where it was like, hey, you know, I can't, we can't do this without you guys. And if if you come with us, like we will give you our best. We'll work with you to the point you'll never want to leave. But it's funny, like the passion thing too. I've seen that a couple times now with like with more with sports that are trying to, I guess, enter the mainstream. Like esports is big on that. I think you have a lot of people that are just passionate about that. Lacrosse, I think, is starting to kind of get you know get those wheels turning. Uh, the WNBA, I think, mm-hmm. is is another example of that. But it's funny with the NBA, like that was the one thing talking to people. People loved him because he was so passionate and he led by example. I mean, he was the guy that was just was first in, last to leave, and he lived, breathed, and ate NBA. And I think when you have someone who's that inspired and is so willing to be a collaborator, right, and wants to foster a family atmosphere, you're gonna you're gonna develop a very very loyal army. And to this day, there are people that love the man, you know, unabashedly. So you cover mainly like the 80s and 90s, like the Mm -hmm. rise from the point that we were just talking about where 
you know, the announcers were like, a relatively smaller fellow with a number 10 on his tank top brings it up doing a sort of bouncy thing with the ball. This Julius uh, Irving fellow is leaping like a frog. Holy cow, leaps in the air and does a neat little twirly thing with the ball, and it, hot damn, goes in the, goes in the hoop. He didn't um, even look at the man he passed the ball to. Um, but... So you, you kind of take us up through the yeah. early 90s, but are there players from that era who you think would have benefited the most from social media where highlights are clipped and posted within a couple minutes and then also like where your personality can kind of shine through? Oh, yeah. To me, it's Julius Irving. I think, I think Julius Irving would have been a complete marvel if you had social media and all of the, the distribution that we have today with the NBA and all professional sports. Um, because again, it's funny as time goes on and I've, I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but like when I was growing up, you heard, you know, Julius Irving was sort of talked about the way that I think kids talk about Michael Jordan now. Mm-hmm. And, but, but when I was a kid, it was like, Oh, you should have seen Elgin Baylor play. You should have seen Oscar Robertson play. Mm-hmm. And those, those guys always seemed like mythical figures that were kind of handed down from, right. You know, from, from, you know, generation to generation like an oral tradition almost exactly <laughs> right yeah and julius irving is sort is sort of entering that sphere now and it's not so much because i think it's a couple reasons for that i think a the highlights aren't as readily there aren't as many highlights as jordan had i mean yeah. julius didn't have like a thousand videotapes i know like six dr j plays but i yes. have those memorized like yes. perfectly the scoop dunk yeah. the yeah. Uh, yeah. under yeah. the basket like mm-hmm. reverse shot right, like right. there mm-hmm. there are a handful that are you know, yeah. I can recall them with photographic precision, but I don't know that much. Like, I've never yeah. watched a full game that he played in. Like, exactly. I'm exactly. like, I knew he wore Converse and dunked. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he had a great mustache, like one mm-hmm. of the all-time best mustaches. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I think with, with Julius, you know, now he's entering that phase where if you talk to a, I don't know, anybody maybe under the age of 30, and you mentioned Julius Irving, you, yeah. you, you might as well be talking about biblical character. It's like, oh, that right. it's, oh. But so I think if you had the, the publicity machine and you had the coverage and you had the social media, I think, I think Julius Irving would be, would be even more of, a, of an iconic figure than he is now. But I think the sad part is, is that in, especially the ABA, like there are so many players now that we don't really we don't really have any highlights of them or very few like D- david thompson's a good example you know he's a guy that was michael jordan's hero and how many david thompson highlights do you see you know right how, how many george gervin highlights do you see i mean there, there yeah. aren't there aren't that many but yeah i mean julius to me is the guy that if he had today's publicity buttressing oh, yeah. oh, he would be he'd be amazing he would he would right. be everyone would know who he is already great at branding with the name dr j uh, you know i mean I, I don't know if he came up with that, but he certainly used it well. Although yeah. I did look it up, and he's not a real doctor, so that might have hurt him because with internet fact checking. Yeah, he's also he's like three yeah. credits short of his doctorate. Yeah. But yeah. we'll, uh, you know, we'll 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 let it slide on. We get it. Yeah. He had his attention split. It happens to the best of us for sure. I think yeah, it's funny that even like when you bring up George Gervin, because when you say that, like that reminds me of one of the first basketball memories I had, where my dad seemed like some time traveler. Mm-hmm. Where I remember right. one of the All Star games, like the three point contest, George Gervin comes out and they're like, "George, the Iceman Gervin," and I'm like, "Who's this dude who looks like Grandpa?" And my dad's <laughs> like, "That's George Gervin," and I'm like, "What? Like, I don't see. Is he in a, a Nike commercial? Because I don't know this man." 
And <laughs> but to the combination of hearing my dad be like, wow, it's George Gervin. And then obviously knowing that there was some deference paid at a three point contest, I'm like, wow, the gaps that I have in my knowledge just because of where I am on the timeline are yeah. like, yeah, they do end up kind of, you know, we these people sort of vanish. And it's mm -hmm. wild to think that now because of the amount of like footage and content that there is about people that like we may be getting out of an era where, you know, people are going to be like, Devin George, who is Devin George? I'm like, he was a Laker. Exactly. They don't talk about him much because he didn't have all the highlights, but he was a, he was an integral part. Exactly. It moves so quickly now. And again, it's going to the point. I mean, the thing that shocks me is it was a, a few years ago. This may have been like five or six years ago. The ringer ran a story about where they, they quiz players at the rookie game at the first year rookie uh, about Michael Jordan. And nearly all of them knew him either from space jam or from like the, or from the gear. Right. And, right. It, and it's just, it's, but you're right. But all these, all these guys that are lesser known, they just fall through the cracks. Like, and you know, and it's, it's, and again, I think it's just, it's just a byproduct of how fast things move now and how much stuff we're getting. And that's great. Look, I'm an NBA fan and I will, I'm not, I'm never going to turn down more basketball. Yeah. But the problem is that the, the, the faster you go, the quicker you leave the past behind. And it's right. just, it's unfortunately that's, it's just a, it's a byproduct of, of just how things are now, which is, yeah, which is, which is a bit sad. Yeah. Do you, I mean, we, we've talked before about the idea that the league is progressive, like each successive mm -hmm. generation of players is building their game on top of like what they've seen previous generations mm -hmm. do. Like, what do you think about the direction the league is headed? Like, did, did you see the clips of Victor Wembanyama? I'm too old and I have too little time left to moan about how the game used to be played or <laughs> like, oh, the, the, the purity of the game is being ruined. I don't believe in that because, again, if you go back in history, if you read any books, you know, dunking was once considered outrageous and was right. an outlaw act. You know, right. a, you know, a behind the back pass was considered sinful. So the yeah. game evolves. And I think to me... What I what I what I like to do when I watch a game, I watch it for fun. I am mm -hmm. just I'm escaping into the drama and watching the abilities of men and women do things with a basketball that I can't imagine doing myself. Mm -hmm. Right. I think it's going to break down and just the act itself and just be amazed by that. Like I I don't understand people who are always who just always complain about the way things used to be or <laughs> right. or, or or get tied up in the game being played now and, and because a there, there are flaws and assets to each era of basketball. Every era of basketball has its good things and its bad things. But it's also you're also diminishing just what you're seeing. Like a guy like Joel Embiid should not be playing basketball the way he does. Giannis shouldn't play basketball the way he does. These guys are moving like guards. And they're mm -hmm. doing things outside with, with dribbling that are amazing. And I think it's just, to me, I love the direction the game is going. And there's always something to appreciate. You know, are there parts of the game that I don't like now? Yeah, of course. But I, if you had told, if you had talked to me 15 years ago, 25 years ago, I would have told you the same thing. Yeah, it's interesting. The that that is something that jumps out to you in your history. Uh, just reading the people, uh, people getting because your history does cover the introduction of the three point shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People just being like, well, first it's the dunk shot, <laughs> and now it's the dang three-pointer. Yeah. What's next? It's, it's witchcraft, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the charges in the Salem witch trial. Yes. Was, uh, behind the back the passes logo? with uh, oh. dunk shots. Yeah, yeah. Louis Dampier was, uh, was, was, <laughs> was part of the juror. Um, yeah, you know, and, that's, and that's the fun part about, about what makes the league so cool, is that it is progressive. It does change. 
you mm. know, and, and, and that's also how you get, you get young fans. But the problem with the, the, there's, there are two sides of that coin. If I can steal heat for the 15 millionth time is that you recruit by changing and by evolving the way the NBA does and basketball in general does you garner new fans all the time, but you also isolate the old school fans. You know, because again, there's there's constant evolution and the folks that grew up with basketball in the seventies or eighties or nineties get more miffed while you recruit to the you know to the kids of today. So I don't know. To me, if you acknowledge the fact that evolution and change is part of the NBA's ethos, you can watch a game without losing your mind. Yeah. I don't know. I can. I, don't, I can't speak for yeah. everyone else listening. I but mean, I, I can do it. I think you have to spend a tremendous amount of energy to watch the game evolve and then be like, this is not for me. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. How? There's, yeah. No I'm way. I've been exhausted by the. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> God. I, if I have to look at another seven plus gangly guy with a stroke sweeter than I don't know what, yeah. I'm going to lose it. I don't want to see stuff like that. Again, like when I was. when I, Growing up in the nineties, like you never, I never, I, when I was watching, started watching basketball in the 90s, you never saw that. You never saw, I never saw Patrick doing Jack a three. Maybe right. I, in, in desperation, he would. Yeah. But, and right. it was like a but, meme. If a center made a three, you're like, yeah, you remember that one? That <laughs> Whoa. One time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like a top 10 sports center play. Right. And, and now it's just the fact that this is done and the game and, and it's just, it's normal now. I think it's amazing. I, that I'll never get tired of, of a seven foot five dude. Get yeah. hitting corner threes. I'll never tire of it. And, and again, not to sound like a, a, a basketball um, uh, apostle here, but the game the game remains the same. It's still who has more points. It's still yeah. about passing the ball, playing defense. But the change is what makes it so interesting. Because again, like, what's the biggest criticism that baseball has? That it's been the same forever. It's that yeah, they right. never do anything different. It's you know, and then when they do, you know, what happens? The the purists lose their minds. Like, oh, a right. runner on second base. What? Jeez. Oh, no. That young man's hat is backwards <laughs> during batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> a bat flip? What? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And right. I, I, you know, again, like, it's, they're, they're, you know, I know, I know, for me, I think being connected with the NBA and watching it and, and talking about it with, with folks like you, it's, it keeps me young. It, it keeps yeah. me involved. It keeps me, you know, it's, it's fun. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get people who just are, you can appreciate the, the, the good old days and you can appreciate the fifties and sixties, but you know, it's, it's perfectly okay to just, you can, you can also appreciate what's happening now. Like they're not mutually exclusive. Yeah. Apps. I mean, yeah. I think the only person who wouldn't like it is somehow threatened by the idea that like the game's <laughs> right. getting better. And in their mind, they're like, no, in my mind, I could have beat Charles Barkley one-on-one in 93. But right. Ja, I don't know what I'm going to... What is this guy? Like, what you is, have to embrace it and enjoy it because, again, that's the root... That's, like, the reason yeah. why we watch sport is to, again, yeah. be inspired by these acts of athletic performance that we Pers- couldn't fathom to do in our own yeah. Exactly. It's about the new. Like, it's, yeah. about, it's about seeing something you've never seen before. Yeah. And, yeah. and and John Moran, like, that's another great example. And, again, it's it's not as if... Big guys hitting threes always seems to be the 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 point of emphasis that um that wags fall back to, like oh they you know a seven foot one should be at the back, right. but there's so many great smaller players they get more athletic they get better. The point right. guards are the people who I'm looking at and being like, man, the league really is progressive because of like how cool like some of these new young point guards are. I mean, Wembenyama, I, we, we mentioned Wembenyama pretty offhandedly, and I think we've mentioned him once or twice before on the show, but right. for any listeners who don't know, 
he'll be draft eligible, I think, next year. And yeah. about four or five months ago, he was like seven one, and now he's seven foot five. That's crazy. And you oh get to watch him get used to his body and yeah. like just be so smooth with it in like real time. Like it, there, there are highlights and like game tapes where you watch it, and it's like, oh man, he seems like a seven foot five guy and it's like oh that's because he just woke up seven foot five today (laughs) right and now and then like three games later he he looks it reminded me of when i would like play around on a small basket you know when i was playing in the league (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it reminded me of like you guys remember my career right oh yeah like when you would play around on like a little like nerf basket when you were a kid and just like the joy of being like oh this is so much easier and this is so, like, could you imagine being this big? Like, that looks like the fun he's having in his seven foot five frame. Yeah, and that evolution again. Like you're saying, like he started off, you're like, wow, that baby deer looks a little wobbly on its legs, <laughs> and then you're like, I think it turned into Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah it's like, two games. Yeah, if you're an NBA player at that height in like the '80s and '90s, like, yeah, you're like, oh, what's George Murashan doing? Yeah, and right. you were just a, you were a bench presence, and you just you just put your butt in the paint and you block shots, you grab rebounds. And the fact that the possibilities of the game have expanded where a, where someone that big, what their skill set, not just being relegated to a Mark Eaton type or George Marison, that I mean, that's incredible. And that's like, what, a 25-year arc? Right. I mean, not, it's not that long. I feel like if you were that tall not that long ago, your full-time job was just taking pictures next to phone booths for size <laughs> for like the Guinness Book of World Records. People were like, Wow. Oh, damn, look at this. This are fella's you... short pants are longer than the tallest man's pants. When the team went to town, like the local reporter from the paper would come out there and just be like, we yeah. have someone who's seven foot seven. You know, it's, they yeah, can't sleep yeah. on a regular bed. Yeah. Right. So it's, yeah, 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 sitting on a bed, <laughs> sitting in a car. They can't yeah. shower. It's, but it's, it's again, like it's the, the NBA is, I don't know, it, to me, the, the storylines and all those things that come out of it, it it's, even if you don't like the game, even if the game's like, ah, it's not for me. Right. A seven foot five teenager. Yeah. And, and that arc of, of, of him having to adjust to a grown man's league. That's fascinating. I mean, yeah. that, that's a fascinating, that's, I mean that you can do, you can do like a whole, you can do a podcast based on that. Just on like, you know, hey, his experiences, idea. what he's doing, what he's learning. It's, you know, that's, that's yeah. check us out. The story. Miles, Jack and Victor got mad. I got mad. <laughs> Uh-huh. There you go. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back to get into the rapid-fire round Uh-oh. of questions. Oh, boy. Oh boy. After this. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I could eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? I know I did. If you have, then you're going to love Pick 6, the new fantasy game from DraftKings an official partner of the NBA. Here's how to play during the NBA playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they'll have more or less of his stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now and use code DKHOOPS for a shot at huge cash prizes. That's code DKHOOPS only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 18-PLUS in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including, but not limited to, Connecticut and New York. 
For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. And we're back. And uh, I do have a correction to issue. I know usually podcasts like wait for a week to issue corrections. <laughs> nah, uh, we're, we're doing the live corrections because I was wrong. Apparently, Victor Wembanyama is seven two on his latest chart. I saw seven five somewhere. Um, I think I heard it quoted as seven five, so I'm blaming let's, that let's nameless. That's what we want. Yeah. He stands like he is seven five. Let's yes. be real. You know, yeah. He he projects seven five, but also. He's a tall seven two. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot of news that we're we're not gonna get to because you're so fun to talk about the history of the league with. But I mean the Cavs got Mitchell. Um oh, more love, importantly, love Montrez Harrell is landing in Philly. I think that's the that's the oh, move everyone's talking about. You're very about. excited about that. Um, I love that move. I love that move. Sure. I I, th- I mean I again like this guy was like two years ago. Was like, was he was he six man of the year? Or was he in the running yeah. for that? Yeah, he and, was six and, man of the year. And then he just fell off the planet. And with Doc, like, yeah. now he's back with Doc. So I mean, but that's all for Ugh. future uh, future episodes. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but it's gonna uh, be fine because be fine. we do have to make time for the fastest segment in podcasting. Yeah, uh-huh. it is the Miles and Jack got mad boosties rapid fire to close it out rounds <laughs> of questioning. Um, so yeah, Miles, you want to, you want to prep him? I mean, uh, I, don't, oh, I mean, what did I, did I go first last time or did you go first on the questions? Yeah. I'm trying to, remember. Oh, I was just saying like prep him for how fast it's going to be and how like, <laughs> no nonsense you're right. Are. Golly. I almost forgot. <laughs> Get ready, Pete, because this is the rapid fire round of questions. This is the fastest segment. Now, what we're going to do is we will just posit mm-hmm. a question to you. just okay. react. Do not think, do not give overly wordy answers because we want to just get through as many questions as possible do not tinker with the format please That's one thing we <laughs> oh asked. boy I, sh- I shouldn't have had that glass of wine five weeks ago um, well yeah. right. here <laughs> we go uh start the clock <sighs> okay you go um, first or am i going? well yeah what happened last time did i go i think rock, you paper, went scissors? first last time 
but we did okay. uh, rock paper scissors. I think you keep beating me in rock paper scissors. All right, then let's let's so. just go for the sake of uh, expedience. Why don't you go first? Okay. Are you okay. sure? Mm, I mean, I unless th- you I feel, feel stronger, like, right. you want me to go. I just don't um, want to like ruin the flow because you told him the directions. Yeah, yeah. And then it's no, coming I over. All, all, right. all, all, all I know is that this is this is going to be like the uh, the Stargate suit in two thousand one, where the lights are just flashing at me. I just yeah, have to exactly. hold back. So that oh, just keep okay. that keep that image in your mind, <laughs> yeah. or the image of a cowboy that just had something run by them really fast in a cartoon, and their head is spinning around yeah. on their head. Uh, start helpful. the clock. Start it. Uh, we're asking all our guests for a few of their boldest, wildest, most ridiculously irresponsible predictions heading into the upcoming NBA season. Uh, what what you got? Uh, let's see. My prediction. I think the. I think this. Is, I think this is the last year for the Lakers as they're con- as they're constructed. Uh, I cannot see how this continues as it's being assembled. I don't know how Patrick Beverly fits into this. I don't know how Russell Westbrook becomes the number two guy, especially since he's getting older and isn't really much of a pass first option. So that that's my bullish prediction. I think I think like yours don't make the playoffs and it, it ends after this year. It's a rebuild wow. after this year. Still in a cartoon universe, Miles has steam shooting out of his ears. My hat uh, blew off and spun into the air. Yeah. Ouch. All right, you know what? Maybe um, we should just stop this second. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, this is a Lakers out, fan. Answer, you know? um, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, nah, yeah. nah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this is... <laughs> Whatever. Let's keep it going. Focus, Miles. Um, what are we underrating about the upcoming season? You know? I think there's a lot of rising stars, rising teams, and focus goes somewhere, and then there's a lot of people in the shadows. They're like, hold on. Don't forget about them. I'll tell you what. The Bucks. I think people are underrating the Bucks. I mean, look, last year they when they faced the Celtics, they didn't have Chris Middleton. That's a huge part of their offense. Helps them spread the floor so that it was it isn't all on Giannis. I, I think that to me, I think the I think a lot of people are really aren't talking about the Bucks, mm. and I think they're they're a team that I I can see them making the finals again. And I think Giannis yeah. is is just one of those one of those super relentless, super competitive dudes that always wants to get better. And I think I think this year I I like to think that they make the finals. Cool. And could we get one take where you talk about how we're underrating the Sixers and just, uh, I guess you could keep the Chris Middleton take because the Sixers also didn't have Chris Middleton when they lost last year. Um, <laughs> and replace Giannis with Embiid. No, I'm just joking. Uh, I, so I, I think that's a great take. I'm curious about the Clippers. I think, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think last year was a teams with solid chemistry, sit mm-hmm. pat, Bad year for the quote unquote super teams. I feel like we might be underrating what happens to these Clippers when Kawhi and George are back and healthy. Um, and just, I don't know, three years ago, we, we were watching clips of Kawhi earlier this week and uh, it, it got me excited. That, you should that man be. is a force. You know what, Jack? You got to really stop. That. I'm sorry. This is a really rapid fire segment, so we can't just kind of, oh, okay. you know, spend all the I was expecting, like I was expecting like to have bullets on my head here. This is very like this is almost leisurely. Um, <laughs> so I don't know. Oh uh, wait, hold about. on. This piece, this is going really fast. I don't know about you. <laughs> this is actually know, our fastest rapid fire segment <laughs> of all time. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. Well, check the clock. Okay. Next question. Pete, you cannot select Luca or Ja. Let me get mm-hmm. your best bet for MVP this year. Joel Embiid, I think I think Joel I think Joel wins it. I think Joel wins it this year. I like to think that the Harden Maxi Embiid triad is going to work. I like to think that Harden is at the Oscar Robertson in Milwaukee part of his career. Okay, be more of a playmaker and a third option on the offense. And Maxi is sort of the Bob Dandridge, young legs, you know, Mm -hmm. do it all kind of guy. 
and I just I love Embiid. I love Embiid. I, I he's probably my favorite player uh, because wow. I'm sort of a closet Sixers fan. Wow. Um, yeah. Got hard so, eyes. So, wow. Joel, so Joel, I think Joel wins the MVP this year. Amazing. I, I love this. I love how this segment is going. Uh, yeah, do you? Miles. And so why don't we just right keep now, it going? The, hey, the this recording is rapid has fire, stopped, man. And this is just you and me talking now because Jabari and Miles have chosen to end the uh, recording. But well, look, the Lakers, uh, li- li- the Lakers still have the best uniforms in the NBA. And look, I think LeBron is going to have another monster season. I just don't see how that team makes the playoffs. But look, yeah, I'm a, I get it. look, I'm a moron in my basement wearing a, a, a one dollar Cole shirt. So like, take my advice for whatever it's worth. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Miles. You guys look cute. The uniforms. <laughs> that's are cool. Cute, what? No? That's cool. What's that shirt you're wiping your tears off with? <laughs> it's the Lakers jersey. <laughs> Okay, speaking of uh, predictions, what's more likely to happen? The New York Knicks make the playoffs or the Nets Mm -hmm. win the Eastern Conference? (laughs) Nets win the Eastern Conference. Well, look, they're... Hold on, sorry about that. That's the Knicks calling. Coach Tib on the line. I'm not not the starting forward for the the Knicks. I got a a three-year, $45 million contract. (laughs) Nice. uh, No, um, I, I feel that with my soul. That's how that's how confidently I'm saying that. All right. Um, and final question. Yes. Uh, and this is important. Yeah. Uh-huh. Jack or Miles? I'm Jack. Uh, the <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know. Okay. I know. Yeah, We've been yeah, talking yeah. for an hour. I kind of know Should how it goes. <sighs> Man, that's like that's like, like asking me to choose. You know, if there's a fire, if I save my wife or my daughter, I I can't right. answer that question. Yeah. Um, that's how you I'll, I'll tell you what. Do I have a coin? Hold <laughs> on. You know what? Here's what I'm wow, gonna do. we're going to a coin flip. In true, you know what, in you true know rapid fire uh, you know what, you fashion, know what a long pause while he looks I, for a coin. I'm gonna. I have a, a pack of clear 91 basketball cards. Amazing. That I That's Which a wax did. pack too. I can hear. Yeah, it. yeah. So lower here. Let's let me get a player here. Okay, I have a. All right, I have a Danny Ferry, Cavs card. Okay, come on. If Danny. it lands, picture up. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Miles. If it lands, stats. I go stats with stats guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. Here we go. Face up. Yes! Uh, I knew that Pete had some great insights. Uh Uh-huh. You know? I guess I need to get a jack hat. I mean, the (laughs) the desperation of wearing a hat with your name on it when we're going to... I mean, come on, man. You know? I didn't even notice that. You have your... your, your, Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, okay. You didn't. Uh, you might not have realized you noticed it, but see, your subtle, answer clearly proves see, this, that see, you were see, brainwashed. See guys, Inception. Guys, this was. It's called focus, yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. focusing on being a good podcast host. I'm yeah. focusing yeah. on. Yeah. I'm focusing on uh, the rapid fire, which was more like a leisurely stroll. Uh-huh. Whoa! So I'm just being a, a good, committed guest. Yeah. So it sounds like your answer would be neither Jack nor Miles. <laughs> uh, <laughs> based on that oh man well pete thank you so much for joining us uh from hang time to prime time check it out wherever you get your books uh where can people find you and follow you check you out and hear you whatever all that stuff yeah i mean uh, twitter is pretty much where i hang out that's where I, that's where it's kind of my water cooler and that's where i post a lot of my articles and musings and such so yeah uh at pete croato p-e-t-e-c-r-o-a two t's as a thomas o at pete croato that's pretty much where you can find everything that's like kind of my home base. I hope to have a website soon, but I've been saying that since like the late 90s. Uh, but until then, until then, uh, 
at Peak Proud is the best bet. And yeah, the book is still available pretty much every major bookstore, online, brick and mortar, what have you. So yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yes. And that's been another episode of Miles and Jack got mad. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.